Welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. My name is Christoph, and I'm joined with Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Christoph. How's it going, man? It's good. Little change of pace uh, for the podcast this week. A fun one. Yeah, fun if you one. ask me. Yeah, I think we'll, it's awesome. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's actually been kind of crazy. I've been on the podcast now, oh, I mean, more than usual, because it's, everyone's been kind of all over the place these well, last couple of months. So. And you're the professional among us. You're the one that actually did this for a living but but i'm not i'm like i'm like the low man on the totem pole when it comes to (laughs) it is funny yeah i did work in radio for for quite a time i was just thinking about this i have to ask you a question and we can can get into we we won't do too much of the 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 banter stuff but i was thinking about uh this just because we're fine it feels like we're finally transitioning into spring like we're, we're, we're finally getting close to it um do you find that you listen to certain genres of music based upon the season i think i probably do i mean the very obvious ones are like you know christmas things and you i think you know that i love christmas music yeah yeah but, but lately yeah that's true i've been listening to lots of things that feel very full of life so for me that's like instrumental bluegrass jazz stuff that Ooh, is like okay. full of mandolin and up you know upbeat banjo and stuff yeah it yeah. goes well with all the birds singing I like How that. about you? I like Do you that. find that? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I find so my my big thing in the springtime is that I listen to pop punk. Like I I will I will bust out just like it's got to be upbeat. It has to be like really catchy. It has to be just kind of like up, upbeat and catchy. That's that's like my thing in the springtime. Uh, because in the winter time, I'm listening to a lot of like more like softer stuff. Uh, the Christmas I mean the Christmas music's pretty upbeat. Yes. Um, but but I really like uh, like like more folk music in in the winter time, um, and then summertime it like kicks in full, and that's when I like I'll, I'll get kind of more into hip hop and, and and rock like the the more intense stuff. But um, yeah, I just that that has been like my go to for fifteen years now. Like I just it it it's so natural. It feels natural. Well, it's a fun time of year. Yeah, it's a you know I mean this morning when I. Uh, left to drop the kids off at school and the grass was again covered with snow i thought oh no oh i think we're done with that but bring back you know, out the sad music part of living in wisconsin and uh the up here is that you you know that's the case and it will be the case but i think you also are entitled to an occasional really is this really you know that's okay that's, that's been part this of whole it. week yeah that has that has been i mean i guess the last couple of weeks and it should never surprise us no. in april there's always snow in there's always snow in april there it just, is it just always ends up happening so uh anyways you preached this past weekend i did on, yeah on the on arrested arrested yep the apostles not uh, being arrested yeah the apostles being arrested not yes. you um not me being arrested you being arrested or arrested yeah that's no. true um yeah acts chapter five the 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 latter half of acts chapter five um any any big things now that you are post the sermon that has just been lingering with you when when it comes to the sermon or that passage or um, whatever? I think uh, yeah. I mean, after I preach, I'm always thinking, man, if I could only have clarified this, you know, you kind of realize later. And for me, the thing that has affected me personally the most is how the apostles. So I asked the question, "Who will you obey?" That yeah. was one of the three questions, and the way that the apostles obeyed and how their obedience was deepened, like deepened and got thicker because of the persecution. So being arrested and having and needing to trust God and then 
being beaten later because they obeyed gave them, if you want to say it that way, this opportunity to obey Jesus's teaching on what to do when we're persecuted, yeah. to rejoice and be glad. And I don't think they just were thinking, what I don't mean is they, they knew that Jesus said that, so they kind of faked it. They actually were actually full of joy, even after being beaten for Christ. But that persecution and that challenge they faced was God's opportunity to go even deeper. So evil can never really get the upper hand. Evil always is an opportunity for us to go deeper in our connection with Jesus, deeper into our obedience with him, rather than what evil intends is for us to run from him. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. I'm actually reading Job right now too. And, <laughs> and uh, that's quite the book to read alongside this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just showed it showed up in the you know my, the plan I'm reading. It was just I mean not coincidental, but sort of right. And it's interesting how Satan's whole goal is to get him to forsake God. Right. That's all of this, like all of this destruction in Job's life, and all that it does. It, it's not that Job didn't feel it. It was real pain and horrible life. But eventually it's, it comes back to deeper obedience, deeper delight in God than he would have ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, one of the things that um, a few weeks ago when Jay and I were talking, because we've seen a lot, this, this story honestly um, mirrors a lot of what we've already read in yes. Acts, um, is that it, 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 on one hand you read it at face value and you go, yeah, this is, this is awful. They are, they're getting thrown into prison. They're getting beaten for it. Uh, threats against their lives threats threats by the way which were not empty ones jesus was just crucified yes you know recently i think i I think it's really easy to kind of divorce that fact that like months you know months ago uh it was was when jesus died um and in anyways what 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 jade said like this is this is happening exactly the way jesus said it would uh if anything Rather than what is being, it's kind of the, uh, it's the, what is intended for evil, God is using for good. These, these things are being intended for, but Jesus said, hey, this is what's going to happen. You are, you are going to be persecuted. They are going to persecute you for, um, for my sake. Uh, Continue, stay strong, like keep, keep preaching the word. Um, And they do it. And God continues to be faithful through the process. Yeah. And it, you get the sense in Acts as we, go through it and read it kind of over and over again, these Sundays that they're really being carried along that that was something that struck me too, as I was preparing was this, we can see this all big picture, right? From, from our view, we know the outcome and what happened to the apostles and this story, but they were in the middle of it. Like you said, they had just seen their savior crucified. Right. And, um, even their grasp of why that needed to happen, you know, Peter cuts the ear off of one of the, yeah, people come yeah. to arrest him. They did not necessarily know that that needed to happen in the way that we know now, and uh, but God carries them along, and just like He does for us. And you know, I mentioned this on Sunday, but most of us don't have that sort of overt persecution in our lives. We really don't. No, we right. might get an eyebrow raise or something if we're bold, you know, but we do have like everyday challenges, and I think attempts. Uh, by Satan, by evil, to undermine our trust in him and to make us give up in some way, to make us forsake the Savior that that we cling to. Right. And I think this can be applied to those situations too, whether it's like, I mean, even something as simple as when I'm at work, this isn't me at work, this is just an example, but when I'm at work, I'm a doormat. People are always taking advantage of me and I, I have a really hard time saying no. Actually, I have other work to do. I can't do that too. 
And that fear of human beings that's mixed up in that is, is a really, I think a parallel example of what's going on here. Yeah. We can, in those moments choose, do we believe that Jesus is going to be with us, that he's going to take care of us and that he's stronger than anything anyone could do or say to me or not? Right. Now I'm, it's very easy for me to say it. I know in the, in the heat of the moment, it's intense, but I do think there's something for us to learn just any challenge we face, any suffering we go through, these same principles that we see in the apostles apply. Yeah, I. So Wednesday night, we're recording this post Wednesday night, but for youth group, we're following along the same passages, and uh, I used Galatians one ten, which has just been one of my favorite verses, and, and echoes exactly what you're saying. That uh, in Galatians one ten basically says, I don't, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but. Um, Am I trying to serve God or am I trying to serve man? If I'm trying to serve man, then I'm not a bondservant of God. Um, and it's it's this reminder that, like, no, I, I, I serve God. It's exactly the same thing. And I, it always reminds me of, it always comes back to, I, I love one of the songs that we sing here, Jesus is better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then all, then any anything the world has to offer, Jesus is better, make my heart believe. Um, is that question, right? Like, do you believe that? Do they, do the apostles, it, like, you know, they're in jail, and an angel lets them out and tells them, hey, continue doing this. At that point, you've got the very real tangible like, okay, he said to do that. Or the people that just threw us in prison and are really, really mad that we did that, like we could do that. And what did they choose to do, right? They had that very real example in front of them. And they were like, well, no, they had to believe Jesus is better. And that is that is such a, that is a daily practice of asking ourselves, um, is what Jesus calls us to do better than what the world calls us to do. Um, and that's that's something we have to wrestle with, right? It is because we all get disoriented. We get turned around. Right. And can be duped into thinking that something is really good for us that isn't, for example. And, you know, part of the, part of to me, the amazing thing about Acts too is it just shows over and over again this new humanity this new kind of human that is indwelled by the Holy Spirit, that is a totally new creation. I think a couple of weeks ago when I was preaching, I talked about C.S. Lewis's example where he talked about a horse versus a winged horse. Oh, yeah, and the horse, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you think about all the things a horse can do. We talked about this in Iwana this week, actually. All the things that a regular horse can do, like jump and run and eat and poop and whatever. Uh, then you add that's in... exactly what I think of when I think of... What that's, horse yeah, that's what the do, kids thought of, too. <laughs> Don't want to be behind that horse. No. But then if you add wings to the horse, it is a totally new creation called Pegasus, actually, yeah. as a name. And that horse is able to do things that the horse without wings could never imagine doing. Yeah, it can and that, poop and from a different vantage point. <laughs> right. It can be flying. <laughs> and that's what we're experiencing as we're indwelled by the Spirit. So even this, like, obey Jesus in the middle of a challenge isn't just a matter of human beings kind of gritting our teeth and trying a lot harder to make it happen. Because if you've ever done that, if you've just tried harder to obey, you'll find that actually that's a really frustrating and futile exercise. Yeah. That is not the way to grow. That is not the way to um, follow Jesus. But if we learn that he is the one who's inside of us now and indwelling us and that we are a new creation, like that winged horse that's capable of new things because of him, like the Holy Spirit is those wings or whatever, if you want to use that analogy. It totally changes how this all feels. Then we're we're learning how to depend upon him. Right. We're learning 
how to use his energy instead of just ours to accomplish the things that he has before us. Yeah, and and, and really like you know in a way of reminding ourselves too that it is better. Like it it is. I was you you were saying about kind of just that that gritting through it and kind of that that whole process. It just it reminded me of and it takes me back to and I know I used the example a million times maybe people are are sick of hearing it but when I when I lost weight, right? Like I had tried multiple times before that. Um in, in you know, you hop on these different fad diets, you end up eating like these different, and you just don't think it's better. You're like, man, it would be far more enjoyable and better for me to enjoy that bag of potato chips than it would be for me to have a balanced, healthy diet or for me to go for a walk in the morning, you know, like all these different things. Um, and then when things finally click and you're like, well, no, it's, it's not better for me. Like, I think really that, that momentary, that one moment where that, where that Dorito touches my taste buds and it's like, you're, you're going to sacrifice, you're going to sacrifice your physical health, your ability to, um, you know, for, for me, it was like playing with my kids and being a better youth minister because I'm, I'm in shape and not like, you know, huffing and puffing when we're, we're trying to play games and stuff like that or, or teach any of those things. Um, the question is, which is better? And you say it that way and you go, well, obviously the, the healthy thing is better. But when like when that temptation is in front of you, it is so easy to go, well, no, that that momentary, that one little moment of, you know, my taste buds getting to taste something is is better. And half the time, sorry, this is a little bit wrong. Half the time, the, the junk food that you end up eating like doesn't make you feel better, right? Like that's kind of the crazy thing. Um, and it's the same thing with, with sin and temptation, right? Um, one of the another just Wednesday night example because it's still kind of fresh with me and I think it's a big cultural battle that we have in front of us and I like it, it, it's becoming more and more it's just a reminder um there was recently I'll have to, I'll have to show it to you there was recently a map that was um circling social media and it was a it was a map of the United States so maybe you've seen it actually um but it was it was kind of a heat map so it like went from like white to a lighter blue and then just like darker shades of blue right and the map was excessive drinking by county in the United States did you see this at all no I, I didn't see that but I'll have to show it to you I mean so, so what's what's crazy is you're going okay well yeah by county so it took all the counties in the United States and gave them their own little little box and then it was shaded a certain color um, you know, and across the United States, you know, see some areas that are lighter blue, some that are darker blue. Wisconsin, the entire state, mm-hmm. dark, blue, the darkest possible blue. It's the and it's the only state in the United States like that. Um, that vice, that thing that's vying, that addiction is vying and saying, oh, this is better. It is better to find myself at the bottom of a bottle than it is to, you know, face the realities of life. It's better for me to just be numb from this than to, and what we see is we see destructions of families. We see destructions of marriages. We see, um, and, and I, I know it's like, this is kind of a bit of a far cry from the arrested, but I don't think it is. Like, I think that this is, this is the thing. This is what we're seeing happen here is we're faced with that question of what do we think is better? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the answer is Jesus. Jesus is better. In your example, too, of your own personal journey with, you know, health and, and weight and all that, I'd love, the word I kept thinking was, yeah, deprived. So in the middle of those fad diets and the, the momentary extreme things, there's a constant sense of being deprived. Yeah. And yeah, if only yeah. you could have what you really want. And I think uh, when we experience following Christ as a state of being deprived of what we really want, 
but we don't just get what we really want because we know it's wrong now or something. That is not the abundant life Christ has for us. Right. That right. is not yeah. it. Yeah. And the challenge, I think, and that's what discipleship process looks like is every area in our life learning from Jesus how to draw on those kingdom resources that he has that we're seeing in the book of Acts here and to live out this new creation. And the more we get tastes of that and experiences, not just theory, but experiences of it, the more we realize I am not being deprived by following him. Actually, this is what abundance looks like. This is what what I wanted to indulge in. This is what I wanted. Yeah. I just thought I would get it somewhere else. Like you were describing the potato chip or whatever. That is, I think that's a great analogy of it. I yeah. mean, th- here's the thing though. I have felt a lot of times in my life following Christ is a moment of being deprived. That can happen for us. I think if we're honest, we've all felt right. that at times, yeah. right? But that's where I think when we feel that, to me, the response, the the healthiest response is to immediately take that, that sense and that feeling to God and to tell him, Lord, I feel like this is totally unfair or I feel like I'm being deprived of this thing I want. Will you show me how what you say is better? But we need him to actually do that in us, for, uh, right? Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've experienced that too, but... Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the, right. We use the, the, the cliche phrase. It's not cliche. It's it's scripture, but we have to take up our crosses, right? Like there is, there is a level of a a felt burden, but I think we need to understand that, that, that burden, like we won't feel that burden this side of, you know, the next side of eternity, like, which, which means to me, well, that's, that's a product of the brokenness of this world. That's not necessarily, um, something we're going to have to endure forever and part of feeling that should, like you said, draw us towards Christ. When we feel that burden, when we feel like we're, we're giving something up, we should take it to him and go, why, why does this feel this way? Like, help me, you know, that's, that's that prayer. Help me um, believe, you know, liking it back to my analogy of like the weight loss thing. Like there are mornings I wake up and I'm, you know, going to go to the gym in the morning and I don't feel like it. And it kind of feels like a burden. I'll say nine times out of 10, when I'm done, it feels like I made the right decision and I'm, I'm really glad with it. Sometimes there's, there's not, but I look at the overall, I look at the overall, um, the, the big picture and I go, Oh yeah, that's right. Like this, this was, wasn't, is, and continues to be, um, worth it. You know, with, with our walk with Jesus, that's the same thing. Like it's, it's worth it. So when you feel that burden, um, it's something I always, I always try to encourage students with, like when we, um, things like, our, our sin, the brokenness of this world, burdens, sufferings, all of those things, um, those should drive us to Christ. In, in any time that the world takes those things and makes us feel shame or makes us run away from from Christ, then you know that that sort of that feeling is starting to uh, manifest something bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should never feel ashamed or you know running away from from jesus in those yeah or or just kind of pretending like that's not the case yeah because if we just pretend that that we don't feel that we're not actually dealing with it right we're hiding or it's like adam and eve hiding they're just trying to keep away from god so that no one can see that that's actually going on in our hearts and those are all the moments where he meets us by his spirit and in his grace where we can say like we probably don't always use these words, but we're essentially saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Help me. Yeah. I need you so much right now. Um, all of those things you described are, are moments where we get to do that. And I think part of this all too, we see it in this passage 
it was the last question I asked to like, where did this come from? And that's part of what is going on here. This confrontation of, is this from human beings or not? Yeah. Is this world God's or is it not? And if we're convinced through Jesus and his word that the direction of this world and all of creation is going to be towards Christ, towards renewal and, and setting all things right, then the direction of where our life is headed is really, really important. That's yeah. Right. So if, if all things are heading towards a renewal and a remake, uh, a new creation, then we need to be and want to be part of that new creation. Even if all we can do right now is like barely move in that direction, it matters which direction we're headed. Right. It's not like, and I think you would probably say that with healthiness. Some yep. days it's not going to be a, the best workout you ever had. It's the direction you're headed though, mm-hmm. right? That yep. matters. Yep, yep. I love it. I love that. It's so fun talking with you about this, man. Yeah, you too. All right, I have one more question yeah. and then we can maybe look to wrap things up. Um, I, I always love this question because I think it's so interesting. It, it, was there anything when, when you preached this passage, so Acts chapter five, um, the, the latter half, was there anything that you didn't get to get to that, you know, in your time studying it, in your time praying about it, that just kind of stood out? Now, I have something that, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, that's really interesting that you didn't preach on. So I'll share kind of what, what I thought of. But I would love to hear, like, yes. was there anything specifically for you that didn't get into the sermon that you're, you yes. were excited about and reading there? Yeah, there were a lot of things, actually. Um, and if you look, if you open the passage in your Bible, Acts five seventeen all the way to the end, it's a big chunk yeah it was a good it's chunk. a lot yeah so i had to really i was really asking god show me what do we need to talk about what what should i highlight and that's what i said and i hope i was faithful to what he led led me to but um i was really struck by the way jesus is described through this passage and the way our redemption is described um for example it says the gift of repentance and the gift of faith and i that, that idea of repentance as being a gift, I thought was really significant. Um, so repentance being turning away from what is evil towards God. That's like big picture, right? Yeah. And, and as a follower of Jesus, that is something we do for our entire lives. We do it, you know, dis- there's a decisive moment where we turn towards Christ, right? And we become his, but then we're doing it every day. We're turning from what is evil and what is dark towards what is good and what is right and light. And I love how it says that that was a gift, that it was given to Israel, this the gift of repentance and forgiveness, because that isn't something we can just produce in ourselves. That is something that God does in us. And if you ever have a moment where you're wondering, you committed some sin that you knew you didn't, you didn't want to commit, and you feel like, how could I even belong to Christ if I did that? Sure. What is wrong yeah. with me? You know, and I, that's a hard moment. That's a real moment. Part of my response to that is your conviction and desire to repent of that is actually evidence of his spirit in you. That is a gift from him. Um, he is allowing you to see the depravity and the emptiness of that sin that's dehumanizing you so that you will repent of it. Um, so that's really struck me a lot in here. I'm curious now, you said that there was something that you saw too. Yeah, though. well, I, else? I shared this with you. I thought it was so cool and, and I, I think it's just, as we're reading acts from the beginning to this point, you know, together collectively. I, I love that by the way. Yeah, me too. Um, I had to pause and just share that with like the youth group. I was like, Hey, if you've ever wondered what it's like to read your Bible, like we have been doing it for the past, you know, four months. Look at we're, we're all the way through acts five. Um, but I was, I was, what really struck me was 
how we kind of see discipleship in action. Um, in, in so far as, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit, uh, descends upon the church and they're empowered, you know, they're spending this time in prayer, they're empowered and they go and do this stuff. Right. Um, and so they're like, all right, what do we do? And, and we see Peter and John just go and be like Jesus, right? Like that's who they were discipled by. That's who they witnessed for the last three years of their life. Like they just spent all this time with Jesus. And so they just, they act like Jesus. Um, which I know, like that, that shouldn't be surprising, but that's what we see. They act like Jesus. And so you've got Peter and John, they go to this temple gate and there's a man there who is lame and they, they don't give him money, but instead he's healed. And then they proclaim the kingdom. They proclaim the gospel. They just, they do what Jesus did. They spend time with Jesus. They were saturated in who Jesus was and they did what Jesus did. Um, and then, you know, everything that follows after that, they get arrested and, you know, there's all this. But then, what we see happen here is now it's, it just says the apostles and it's like, well now just the the church is doing it. And we, what do we see? We see the same thing that happened to Peter and John happened to the apostles. And I think what we're seeing is this discipleship in action, right? We're seeing people who observed and, and, and wanted to live as Christ-like as possible and then bring other people with them to, you know, observe and do and be like Jesus. And we're just seeing God used that in incredible ways. And I think for for me and I think for the church, like that's a that's a beautiful picture of that's what it should look like. That's what discipleship should look should look like is um I've I've always encouraged students to find you know role models, people that they they can look up to and just ask them like why and how do you do the things that you you do? Um and that's that's what we're seeing here. And I think it's, I think that's a lifelong thing. I don't think that's something just for teenagers. And I think sometimes, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, like it's, it's really easy for me and my peers to just not have that sort of influence in our lives because we're living our life. We've got our families, like, but it's, it's crucial. It's crucial to have that sort of voice in our lives if we're going to continue to, um, live and act like Jesus. So I don't know, that was, that was something that really stood out to me, especially within the, the first half of that passage was, oh, we've seen this. Yes. But now it's on a greater scale. And it just continues, like, I think that's, like, kind of the story of Acts, right? It's like it continues to heat up, and we continue to see it happening on a greater and greater scale. It's so beautiful. I mean, I agree with you. I, it's striking me every week. It's like, look at what they're doing, and who does that look like? Yeah. And it's the, the, the biblical word, too, is disciple, but also um, image, right? Like, it, Christ is the image of the unseen God. Yeah. And we were made to also be the image of the unseen God and we're becoming that. And yeah. so we're going to reflect him. And yeah, it is, it's amazing. It's beautiful. To me, it fills me with a lot of hope, especially when I remember these were just normal humans. Yeah. They, they weren't, you know, they were made of the same stuff as we are. Normal humans who were filled by the same Holy spirit that fills us now. Yes. And that calls us then to go and, and, and do likewise, which is, you know, kind of the challenge. And I love that. Yeah, me too. They, oh, I should say they were winged humans, right? They were like, <laughs> they were new creations. They were, uh, you can misunderstand me. <laughs> no, I get it. They, That's a throwback. Listen, if you like tuned out in the podcast and you came to that, yeah, I'm sorry. Jeff wants us to grow wings and start Well, it's interesting. Around. I just think that image is so helpful because you can start thinking about what would it look like to be a new creation very specifically. Sure. And I, what we're seeing it in them. We're seeing them live it out. Um, cause it's an easy general generalized thing. I think to conceptualize, this is something brand new, but then 
in what way is it brand new? Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a hard question. Yeah. Um, but it's the flesh and blood humans, right? That are made brand new and given new powers, new ability. And there's all these new potentials now for yeah. them. It's second Corinthians, uh, five seventeen, right? Yes. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Yes. The old is gone. Behold, new things are to come. And man, mm-hmm. as we're looking forward to Easter coming up, what a, <laughs> what a transition, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, so Easter plans, I feel like I should just say this. If, if you're listening to the podcast this far, you probably already know, but, uh, we'll have a good Friday service, which I like, man, good Friday services are, um, they're, they're some of my favorites and it's hard to say that because it's a, it's a hard service, but it's, it's a good one. Good for the soul. Um, so we have a good Friday service at six 30 here at the church. We will have a sunrise service bright and early. Are you going to be here, Jeff? I will. I'm pumped for that actually. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be here as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We had to make a, we had to decide it was either Sarah was going to be here or I was going to be here. Uh, and so I will be here. And I, I think then Sarah's going to be on worship team for the nine thirty service. So we've got uh, a six thirty sunrise service. That's kind of a special service. And uh, then we're going to have our normal nine thirty service here at the church. And I'm just looking forward to celebrating uh, what is so central to our faith, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and getting to celebrate it with our church family. Yeah, me too. It's a beautiful thing. And it's the resurrection day is the high point, right? It's the, yeah. <laughs> wow, everything is different now because of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the story would have ended so differently without resurrection Sunday, right? Yep. Yep. Amen. All right. Uh, If you have any questions for the podcast, please reach out to us. Uh, You you can do that on Facebook. You can send us an email. Our our website address is faithpeshtigo.com. Log on there. You can find all of our contact information. I know that uh, that's one of the things that Jay and Robbie, who who, who are kind of the normal hosts whenever everyone's in the office, uh, they've always said, if you've got questions and they like to tackle them, so uh, send them in and let them know if there's any way we can be praying for you or any of that. Uh, please don't hesitate to contact us. But I think that's going to do it for us, Jeff. I think we're good. I think so too. Thanks, Christoph. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. All right, with that, go in grace and peace. (laughs) 